Welcome to the Voice of Albertans with Disabilities podcast for July 2023. I'm Teresa McRavich, your host and VADS Program and Services Manager. Thanks for joining us today. In today's podcast, I'll be talking to Leah Dormer, an Advocacy Coordinator, and Mark Davis, an Executive Director from Southern Alberta Individualized Planning Association, or SAPIA, a VAD organizational member. VAD has been talking with our members to learn about the resources that are available to the disability community, and I wanted to get SAPIA on the podcast to discuss the resources this organization provides. Together, we hold the power. According to their website, they're a not-for-profit charitable organization supporting people with disabilities to drive change in their communities as engaged and empowered citizens. Southern Alberta Individualized Planning Association assists people with disabilities to gain self-determination skills and an understanding of human rights through workshops, advocacy, and resources. Please welcome Leah and Mark. Thanks for having us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Can you guys introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Mark Davids. I'm the executive director here at the Southern Alberta Individualized Planning Association, or SAPA. Thank you, Mark. And I'm Leah Dormar. I'm the advocacy coordinator here for SAPA as well. Thanks, guys. So I have a few questions about your organization to gather information for our listeners. So can you tell us who Southern Alberta Individualized Planning Association is as an organization? So SAPA has actually got a very long history. Uh, the organization itself uh, started back in 1986. Back then, they act, or rather, this organization acted as a brokerage between people looking for services and the government. And so that's kind of where our name comes from, uh, Individualized Planning Association. Obviously, the needs have changed over the years. The government takes care of a lot of that negotiating themselves. So SAPA itself also needed to change. And they saw a really good opportunity in providing people with skills to be able to be self-advocates, to be able to provide them with tools to be able to make choices for themselves. Because obviously there's a really long history here in Alberta, as well as Canada itself and the disability rights movement. So after that changeover, right in around like uh, in, the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, we shifted to what we are today, which is an advocacy organization that works with adults with developmental disabilities. And we provide uh, different resources and tools that people otherwise wouldn't have access to. You mentioned that you work with people with developmental disabilities. Are you a PDD-focused organization? Uh, we do receive, uh, we have a contract with PDD, uh, and then we also do a number of fundraising events uh, so the community can help support and broaden our ability to get into the community in and around Southern Alberta. We're not just our, our office is located here in Lethbridge, but we actually work in all the different communities here in Southern Alberta. Nice. Can you give a little bit more history about the organization? Yeah. And so SAPA is also in support of another group called the South Region Self-Advocacy Network. So back, I believe it was in 2002, they held a conference with Leadership Today and brainstormed what they wanted to do. How are we going to make a change here in Southern Alberta? So SAPA has been providing support to the group SARSAN for the last 23, almost 24 years now. Mm -hmm. And this organization is made up and run by adults with development disabilities and SAPA provides support to them. Over this period of time, they've been involved with a number of things, uh, including advocating around intelligence tests, safety tests, 
IQ requirements, H applications, helping with plain language translation with uh, H applications. And that's just SARSAN. SAPA itself has been working on a number of awareness events. We now have a long standing, and we're coming up on the 13th annual Citizen Walkabout event, where we all get together to raise awareness about disability rights here in Southern Alberta, where we take a march from City Hall down to our local Galt Gardens, just to make sure that the community is broadly aware of the things that we're doing. So we, we have a number of things on the go, and we don't try to try uh, we try to stay connected with the community as much as we can. How does Southern Alberta Individualist Planning Association help people in the community? You mentioned you provide tools. What kind of tools are available for them? One of the, the biggest things I already mentioned was SARSAN. So we provide support and the backbone, the backbone to SARSAN to help it function as smoothly as it possibly can. We also offer a number of workshops. So we put out a regular schedule of workshops every year that include everything from abuse prevention to anti-bullying, to uh, how to be a self-advocate, to how to be on boards, committees, and be a member in the community. And we're always adding to these workshops as well. So we have everything else that ranges from how to use smart devices, uh, how to do make a good first impression. We're working right now on a new workshop on how to resolve conflicts with your roommates, because often people are in supportive roommate settings or in group home settings. So those are another avenue to provide people with those tools and that information they wouldn't otherwise have. We also uh, have a sexuality and healthy relationships workshop, which is also very popular. Just a great number of workshops that also then ties in with the resource library that we have here. So anyone can come at any time and take something from the resource library, or they can come and approach us where we're able to help provide some direct support on whatever issue that they're, they're, they might be working on. And then, of course, then we also have the number of community events. We provide support to the different agencies and family managed service groups here in Southern Alberta whenever we can. That's kind of That's kind of a general gist of what we do. You mentioned anyone can come in for help with the resource that you have available. Is there membership? Open to the community. So anyone can okay. come on in and, and we will do our best to help them. Okay, perfect. And what kind of programs does your organization offer the community? So in terms of programs, uh, like that would be like our workshops, SARSAN, the resource okay. library. We The other one that I didn't mention is we also offer a plain language translation service. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's where we get uh, a group of people from SARSAN and we work together to provide a, tra a, a plain language translation of a document. So things we've done in the past include that H uh, application form. We most recently helped the University of Calgary plain language their uh, survey about the impacts of COVID on the disability sector, and as well as the results that came afterwards. And so we we offer that whenever it comes up, and we're always trying to help because obviously, the greater the access to information, the better for everyone. What are some of the cool things or projects that SAPIA has done in the community or has upcoming? Well, I'm going to, yes, it'd be a good time to talk about Citizen Walkabout. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Um, so as Mark had said, we are in the planning stages of our 13th annual Citizen Walkabout. So this year, our theme is Together We Are Strong, and we're celebrating resiliency. So the group decided that they really wanted to celebrate the resiliency of the struggles and the barriers that everyone has gone through over the last couple of years with the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, we we just we chose the theme just as that reflection of overcoming those barriers and coming out on the other side of it stronger and more connected. And with our citizen walkabout this year, we wanted to celebrate that. And, you know, despite those barriers that 
that everyone had 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 experienced that we're still connected as a as an as a group and as a network and they wanted to celebrate that so really looking forward to the event this year it's going to be hopefully bigger and better and we've got a lot of different people that are are coming coming on board we'll have some taiko drummers and some that our aboriginal dancers will be performing as well as we're going to be having a talent showcase individuals from the community and just a, a, ta- a time to reconnect fundraising barbecue and we do sell t-shirts as well I think it's going to be a great day as long as the weather holds out for us. So yeah, it's, it's, we're starting to get uh, a lot of momentum and hopefully everything comes together on September 15th. Yeah. And it, it's, it's worth mentioning too, that citizen walkabout just in the last few years to start right just before COVID mm-hmm. and then COVID obviously put a damper on things, but again, more recently CWA used to be very centralized here in Lethbridge, mm-hmm. but it is uh, now popping up in other communities as well. Yeah. yeah. So this year, Tabor, Medicine Hat, and Brooks are also joining us on the same day on September 15th. So they will also have their own citizen walkabouts in their communities and, you know, uh, provide celebration and that um, awareness event as well. So our plan is to, to hopefully next year have them on different days so that people from Lethbridge can go and support people in Medicine Hat, Brooks, and Tabor um, and just make it a bigger event as well and uh, for for everyone to to celebrate each other and to reconnect, so that's awesome. Yeah, you should uh, send your information to us, and we'll pop it in the newsletter as well. Absolutely, we will. Speaking of newsletters as well, um, Sarsan also puts out a newsletter called the Ripple. We have a, a committee that puts together the Ripple every couple months, and we do things around like events that are happening, different topics that are important to the to the the group, and it goes out to our membership as well. Can you share your thoughts on how SAPIA contributes to the disability community to help better people's lives? So aside from obviously all the, the different programs and awareness events that we do, I would also say one of our greatest strengths here is the connections that we make with people. We are connected with a lot of the people that regularly volunteer with us, as well as people that we meet through the agencies and family managed groups. And we're always available if anyone needs some extra support or help dealing with an issue, we're always here. Anyone can call us at any time. I think that's one of the the greatest things about us is that you call our number, you're speaking with us. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of other places, it's like, okay, you got to push zero and you get put on hold. No, we're always here and we're always willing to help however we can. And we're very, we're very able to adapt to the different topics, circumstances that people are experiencing issues. You know, we, we don't fit into one little box. (laughs) We, we have a broad array of, of experience and knowledge between the two of us. And, you know, we can, we can help. And, and if we don't have the resources, you know, we, we're, we're here to connect them with the appropriate people out in the community, as well as if not just making a phone call, actually taking them to the place that needs to be to help build that relationship with the other person or agency that they might need that connection with. Yeah. PDD sometimes says, oh, I didn't know you did that. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Always nice when you hear that from the community. How large is your organization and are there volunteer opportunities for people? We're, we're definitely on the smaller side. So we only have full two full-time employees, myself and Leah, and we have a few other casual staff. 
Uh, there's definitely volunteer opportunities. Number one would be the Ripple. Mm-hmm. The different committees that Sarsen puts on, including things like uh, transit. Mm-hmm. Transit committee, yes. Yeah, um, CWA planning, uh, education planning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there, there's definitely volunteer opportunities here for people. Yeah. Perfect. Can you tell us how someone can get a hold of SAPIA to access services or resources? Yeah, uh, so you can give us a call at any time. So our office number is 403-320-1515. We also have two general emails. So one is uh, the email that comes to me, which is just mail, M-A-I-L, at sapa.org. Or you can contact Leah directly at advocacy at sapa.org. We also have um, our SARSAN Facebook page, as well as the SAPA Facebook page and our website. The Facebook pages are a little bit more up to date as I'm pretty active on those pages with information and updating things like that. But we're slowly but surely getting our our website more up to date as well. Technology. eh? Yeah, Yeah, we just updated our website to make it more inclusive as well. It was a big overhaul. What is an interesting fact about SAPA that everyone should know? I think, well, I think one of the most interesting things is just how long SAPA has been here. So since 1986, I always find that continually interesting. But I think it's also really interesting how many people we've connected with over time. So we have people that come through the door all the time, wait, and they'll see a picture of someone else. Like, I know that person. Like, yeah, we've been all over Southern Alberta. Like we probably, if you're thinking of someone, we probably know them, which is always a really neat feeling. With the Sarsan group, that is part of um, what I support as well. The things that they've been able to accomplish over the years as a network, you know, like Mark was saying, things around um, putting H into plain language, working with the government on safety standards and changing legislation and being able to have their voices heard uh, as a network and and being able to make those positive changes. In uh, 2008, they were also nominated and chosen to uh, for the President's Award through the Ability Resource Centre to just uh, acknowledge their all their advocacy work that they've done throughout the years and a big chunk of our membership have been have been part of sarsan since the very beginning so we've had some people who have been a part of sarsan for 20 some years and their their willingness and their their involvement in sarsan has never wavered it's still they're at our meetings they're involved in all the committees they're you know and uh they still have a great pride in the work that Sarsan does and are still wanting to keep plugging away and dealing with all, all you know all the all the different issues that that arise and it's really really awesome and empowering and encouraging to see all that just the dedication I guess the dedication is the word I'm looking for um yeah awesome you guys have mentioned membership a couple times is there a paid membership for your organization Yes, yeah, so Sarsan does have a paid membership, so it is $10 for the year, and that gets you access to all of our meetings, all of our emails, the Ripple, can uh, you'll get a copy of the Ripple as well, and just to be a part of that that network. Nice. And the ability to vote for the... Yes, the and the, the ability to vote for our, when we do our nominations for our executive committee. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to say today to our audience or that I should be asking you? One of the things, the other things that Sarsan is working on right now, uh, we have a, due to due to COVID and, and how everything shut down, we don't have a lot of our committees that are actively pursuing things right now, except for our transit committee. So our transit committee has been working on, we've, we've created a survey to send out to 
agencies and individuals around accessibility and safety of our leopard transit system. We've, they've really, there's been a really huge impact on individuals due to the changes with our transit system and within the new, the new system that they've put in place. The information that has been sent out and has been dispersed is not really aligning with the, the things that we're hearing from the individuals around safety and accessibility, things like that. So we worked with a research student from the university and came up with our own survey. And so that survey will be used to collect our own data so that we can in turn take that and put it into a report and launch our come walk with me or come ride with me challenge. So what that is, is going to be, we're going to invite members of city council and people involved in the transit system to come and ride the bus as they were a person with a physical or developmental disability and ride it as though they were that person and so that they can see the barriers that they're they're experiencing while they're riding the transit, whether it be around the accessibility, the safety that they're feeling, the the troubles and struggles that they're having with actually booking the bus or booking the accessoride buses, uh, those kind of things. So we are we've completed the the survey and we're just ready to launch it and and send it out to everybody. And then hopefully sooner, like in the middle of the or the beginning of the fall, we'll be able to put all of our our data together and then come and launch that come ride with me challenge. That sounds fantastic, actually. And I'm guessing it will be in plain language. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, thank you for your time and energy today, guys. Your support of the community is of value to all. Southern Alberta Individuals Pl Individualized Planning Association is an organizational member of VAD, and our link to their website can be accessed on our membership list online. Individuals looking to access VAD members can do so at vadsociety.ca slash social dash action. Thank you again for joining VAD's podcast today. Voice of Albertans with Disability is a cross-disability, nonprofit organization of and for people with disabilities. We are guided by principles of accessibility, equity, and inclusion. Learn more about VAD services on our website at vadsociety.ca or call 780-488-9088 for more information. If you have a topic you would like to hear more about in our podcast, please email myself at vad at vadsociety.ca with topic ideas, speaker suggestions, or your feedback. Signing off for the day, together we hold the power. <laughs>